everyone, and welcome to Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Amanda Quinn, and I am riding solo today on the podcast because Laura's actually traveling. Um, so today, I want to share some personal sort of stories and talk about my own fitness journey. Now, today, I'm going to be sharing my top lessons that movement has taught me over the years. And this is just lessons, not just about my body itself, but in life in general, and how movement attributes to those things and how these kinds of blocks or these um, you know, situations that I've been up against when it comes to movement has taught me how to deal with other things in my life as well. Now, long story short, I actually started in fitness and getting into health and fitness at a, um, around 15. That was the very first time I started getting interested in actually moving my body. Prior to that, the only thing I had done was some figure skating when I was younger. But other than that, I wasn't into any sports. I was overweight growing up. Um, I was not athletic. And so at the age of 15 is when I finally decided I was going to start moving my body. And the very first thing that I did was um, I actually got my very first VHS tape. So this is how old I am. <laughs> I'm going to date myself. I got my very first workout tape and it was a VHS and it was Share, like the singer Share. Um, it was a step aerobics video. And I had this video and you know, growing up, my dad, I remember asking him, I said, can I please get a step to do this workout? And he really didn't believe that I was going to do it because I wasn't athletic because I hadn't worked out. He really just didn't believe in it. So he was like, no, just do it um, on the ground. So I ended up using actually the step in front of the fireplace because he wasn't ready to invest in my health because he didn't believe that I was going to invest in myself. And that was actually the moment that I started getting into health and fitness. So I started using the step in front of our fireplace and I would do this video every day. And eventually he bought me a step because he realized I was actually into it. And I would do this video and it was so cool. And over that time though, I started getting more and more interested. I loved the way that it was starting to make me feel in my skin and to give me energy and to just give me something to look forward to every day. And so that was actually the beginning of my fitness journey. And from there, I got really into yoga and different mixed martial arts programs and things like that. Now, over the years though, and after trying so many different things, what I want to share with you now, when I look back and I reflect back at all of the different modalities and the different workout programs and the different styles and approaches and dealing with different injuries and everything else that I've had to deal with um, you know, from 15 to now being 43... And how my body has transitioned and changed, I want to share with you just some of the top lessons that I've learned. So the very first thing that I really want to share with you is that anything is better than nothing. And I learned this lesson, and this is goes for, again, for movement, but also for life, right? That I learned this lesson because when I was dealing with an injury... I had a lower back injury for about a year and a half, and it was really painful for me to even stand up at some points. And this injury came out of nowhere. It was really bizarre. It wasn't as if something happened. It just kind of appeared one day and my back was really hurting and I wasn't able to stand up properly for very long periods of time. And what I realized during that time was anything was better than nothing. So even though I wasn't able to do the same style of workout programs that I was accustomed to at that time, at that time, I was doing a lot of running programs. I was doing a lot of high intensity and a lot of yoga. Instead of doing that, I had to look for different ways to move my body because I knew that the way that it was making me feel internally was that it was making me feel like sad. I was feeling low energy. I was having depression bouts because I was so used to that, like runner's high or that endorphins going on in my body. And so I had to figure out a way to move my body, understanding that anything is better than nothing. All effort adds up. 
right? And again, that goes true for everything in life. When we think about it from that perspective, it's like, even if it's five minutes, even if it's, and for me at that time, it was just upper body workouts. I was doing a lot of pushups, um, some just against the wall because of the compression in my spine was really hurting. I was doing a lot of like bicep curls and things like that, just smaller things, but just having that extra movement and just having any movement at all was really helping. And again, when you apply that to any part of your life, all effort adds up right? So even if it's working towards a new job or you're working through school or the, for our listeners who are working through our certification program and you do just one video or you do one assignment, or, you know, you are just, you know, dealing with something personal and you're able to just do one thing a day, all effort will add up. So that is my first lesson that I learned is that anything is better than nothing and all effort adds up. Now, the second thing that I wanted to share was that perfection is not real. Again, I'm going to say that perfection is not real. I don't believe that there's anything that is perfect in this life. I I mean, wait, uh, I'll rewind that. I think my daughter's perfect (laughs) because I'm biased, right? Um, But I think that when it comes to perfection, we all strive for like this ideal scenario of exactly what, if it's physical, it's like, this is what I want to look like, or this is what I want to be able to do, or I want to be able to run this fast, or I want to be able to jump this high. Or, you know, in work, I, I can't send out my program. I can't offer my training program to clients until it's perfect. And the thing is, is that we should all, instead of striving for perfection, we should begin to strive for just change and effort, not perfection. That's what I believe. I believe that everything that we do in life. So when I was training for different um, programs or I was doing different workouts, you know, your body shifts and changes every day. I remember doing yoga programs in one day when I was practicing, I would be able to do um, an asana that would be like, great, right? Like the pose would feel really good in my body. And then the next day I would be like falling all over the place, especially if it was balance work. Perfection is not real. You're not going to always be in the same place and you're never going to attain. If you feel like there's this higher level, it always holds us back from ever just like opening up and letting go and just moving towards change and possibility and what's possible. Because I could tell you that when we hold ourselves back and we say, I'm going to limit myself and I'm not going to do this until this is perfect, or I'm not going to show someone until this is perfect, or I'm not going to run the marathon until I can hit that certain stride or whatever it is, we're always going to continue continue to never reach that end goal that we desire, right? So instead, just think about it as I'm striving for change and effort is amazing and nothing is going to always be perfect, right? Nothing will be perfect. Now, the third thing that I learned that movement had taught me in my life is that comparison is not important, Now, when we think about that in a life lesson, of course, you know, whether it be for movement or whether it be for um, in life, we sometimes spend so much time comparing ourselves to others, whether it be that they're at a better place physically than you want or that you want to be. Um, You compare yourself even to your own self. You know, I've seen this so many times with clients where they'll compare where they're at today to where they were at when they were 18. I was at the peak of my health and when I was 18, et cetera, and now I'm 60 and I'm not feeling great about myself, but it's like, you can't compare who you are today to who you are yesterday or who you are tomorrow, right? All we need to worry about is today. And what are we doing today to feel amazing, to be incredible, to show up for ourselves and to take care of ourselves. And it's the same thing in every aspect in life. 
if we're always comparing ourselves externally or internally to a past person that we were, we're not actually living in our present moment. We need to live present and we need to be here for ourselves, right? We need to be able to show up and understand that where we are at right now in our lives is exactly where we need to be. It's exactly where we're supposed to be. And there's a lesson in every aspect of our life. And so when we look at it from that lens and say, okay, even though I may not be as fast as I could run when I was 18, I can still run. And that's incredible. And it doesn't worry if I can run faster than my next door neighbor, or if I can run faster than my you know, sister or whatever, like none of that is really important unless you're extremely competitive between the two and you have like a race or a competition set up. But, but in all reality, you are incredible who you are. And if you are doing things to help improve your health, your life, your move yourself forward, and you're putting in what I talked about earlier, that, that small effort every day towards some goal that you have, that's incredible. Don't compare yourself to anything else. Just work towards whatever your goal is. And keep that, you know, keep that internal, right? Like that's for you to know. You can share that with other people, but don't compare yourself to external people. Now, the next thing that I wanted to share too, um, the next lesson is that we need to let go of things that we do not control. And I learned this lesson. This is a very interesting and long kind of lesson for me to learn. Movement taught me this because when I first started really getting into Ashtanga yoga, I started going um, to practice with David Robson, who is my teacher. He's the one I took my yoga certification with, and he's an incredible human. And he teaches Mysore style yoga. Now, if you're not familiar with Mysore style yoga, it is when you, it's a traditional practice of Ashtanga yoga where you are in the room and there is a teacher there, but they are there to assist if you need it, but it is a self-led practice. So you go into the room and you do your practice and the teacher's there to support you or to assist you if needed. But generally you're working through your own practice at your own pace. You're following your own rhythm, your own breathing, and you know your sequencing. Now, the reason why I share this is because there was, um, or and still is, <laughs> um, one asana that I cannot complete, and it's called Jenny Chusasana D, and I just cannot do that pose on my own. And I have tried, and I, I swear, I blame it on my really short arms. <laughs> I have long shins and short arms, if you can believe it. But I blame it on that because I cannot wrap my hands around and do this bind backwards in half lotus. And the only way I could do it was when I would have an assist. Now, long story short, with Ashtanga yoga and with Mysore style yoga, when you reach a position or a posture that you are not able to complete on your own, that is where you end your practice. You do your closing sequence and then you leave. So for years, I used to feel so frustrated thinking, man, I just can't get this pose. And so I would always have to do my closing practice, uh, closing sequence, and then gather my things and leave after that same one over and over again. And it's just like this feeling where I was like, oh my gosh, like, why can't I get this? And then I realized the lesson behind it. And the lesson behind it is to let go of things that you do not control. Continue to put in the effort to see if you can make change, but let go of the things you cannot control. If I cannot do it and I keep trying and I keep putting in the effort, but it just physiologically does not work in my body, that is okay. 
And I would show up with a different attitude and a different vibe because I started to realize the bigger lesson behind it, right? And they all kind of tie in together if you see. And then the last thing that I wanted to share with you all is the last lesson, which is probably the most important lesson. And that is just to learn to love your body and appreciate your life and your body for what it is presenting to you, right? We never know what's going to happen. I didn't know I was going to have a back injury. I didn't know that I was going to have a foot injury just two years ago, right? I didn't know that these things were going to happen. And so sometimes we take for granted the abilities that we have. We take for granted the opportunities that present themselves being able to, you know, I used to be able to run 10K. I used to run 10K four times a week. Now, if I run, it really hurts my back and it really hurts my foot. And so I actually do low impact workouts now. So everything has shifted and changed, but anything is better than nothing. Right. And so again, it's like shifting and changing and looking for new opportunity in life. But instead of being angry about those scenarios or looking at it from a negative lens, I appreciate my body for what it can achieve today. The fact that it was able to heal, the fact that I'm still able to move it in certain ways, the fact that I am healthy and you know, and it's the same thing with every aspect in your life, right? We want to look at it from the lens of appreciation and gratitude, as opposed to the blocks that are in front of us or something that may feel like a block. We want to look at it and say, you know, I have gratitude for the abilities or for what is presented to me, what is in my life, as opposed to thinking about the opposite side of it. And so that's what I wanted to share with you today. These are my very personal lessons that movement has really taught me and how that ties into my life today. I'd love to hear from you all. Of course, comment below. Let us know like, if there is a lesson that movement has taught you or something that by moving your body, you have seen things from a different lens or just that health and fitness and how that's impacted your life. So we'd love to hear from you. Make sure that you comment below this video. Let us know in the comment section. And of course, um, thank you all so much for listening. We do have our um, Holistic Nutrition Weight Loss Coaching Certification that is opening for enrollment coming up. Um, just at the end of May. So we're going to be starting our registration is going to be open now. Uh, you can go to fitchicksacademy.com to learn more details about the upcoming certification. And of course, if you have any questions at all, make sure that you email us info at fitchicks.ca. Thank you all so much for listening. And we'll see you again next week on Fitchicks Chat. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. 